Hey, photography friends, welcome to another episode of Oh Shoot. are back with another episode. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me as we talk about photography. You know, just an everyday thing at this point. We talk about photography. It's a fun time. I'm your host, Cassidy. You know, I host every podcast. This is me. I'm Cassidy. Um, I already said that, so I'm just going to keep going. We today are talking about something that is very important. This is This is going to be your emergency cheat sheet. And when I say emergency, I mean emergency. This is a what to do if episode. So this is going to be what to do if any of these horrific or crazy things happens to you during a shoot. And you know, some of these things have happened to me in the past, so I can share my experiences with you, but some of them haven't. And I'm just going to address kind of how I would deal with these situations. You know, I've been a photographer for... I think it's just about four or five years now. And this first one has thankfully never happened to me. Actually, yes, it has. It has. Okay. So my first what to do if scenario is what to do if your camera malfunctions during a shoot or a wedding. Okay. So this is kind of everyone's worst nightmare. I know that it's mine a thousand percent. This is my biggest fear. I'm pretty sure I dream about this in a nightmare form. So my first suggestion, if your camera malfunctions during a shoot, first, do not panic. Okay. We, we do not need panic. We don't need tears. We don't need anxiety. You can have inner anxiety, but don't, don't express it on the outside, right? Your clients are there for the experience and how you deal with situations, unexpected situations, that's going to determine their experience with you overall and their, you know, first impression of you. So first thing, don't panic. Everything's going to be okay. So a few things that you can do. These are just like literally little hacks that sometimes work for me. I don't even know if this is like the technical right thing to do, but if it were me, I would first turn my camera on and off. You know, it's, it's a classic thing to do. I feel like it works. Turn your camera on and off. Okay. If that does not solve the issue, take your battery out. It's actually happened to me before where my camera seriously wasn't working because of my battery for some reason. So I took my battery out, put it back in and magically started working. Um, the next thing to do if all of those things don't work is to switch your SD card. Maybe it's a thing with your SD card. You don't know. Just give that a try. After that, you're going to want to look at the error code on your camera because chances are high that your camera is giving you some sort of error code if it's not working. So Google that and see what other people have done to fix it. Um, you would be surprised how many answers are on Google for stuff like this. Um, if you have backup gear or if you bring backup gear to a shoot, now is going to be the time to use it. If you are struggling with getting your camera to work, 
have no fear, get your other camera body out, get your other lens out and continue shooting. Like I said, your attitude and how you deal with the situation is going to affect your client's impression of you. So if you can just keep trucking along, switch out your camera, you know, maybe it's not ideal. Maybe you have to shoot with a different lens than you normally would for the whole time, but at least you're still able to take pictures. Okay. Um, you are going to probably want to ask them for a 10 to 15 minute break. Um, this should be okay with your clients, you know, just kind of tell them, Hey, like, I think there's something going on with my camera. Do you mind if we take a quick break or, you know, you can just say like, Hey, let's take a break. And you don't have to tell them why you're kind of freaking out on the inside. You know, you do not have to tell them if your camera for some reason doesn't keep working. You don't have a backup. There's absolutely nothing you can do. That's when you're going to want to tell your client, Hey, my camera stopped working. Can we continue the second half of the shoot another day? Or, you know, maybe you have enough photos and it was at the end of the session. So you just, you know, you say, okay, that's it for the day. We're just going to not take any more images. So those are things to do if your camera malfunctions. I will tell you my experience of my camera malfunctioning because it was tragic. So I was shooting a wedding with Charlie and we at the time only had two camera bodies, his and mine. I would use his as a backup when I would shoot, but when we were both shooting, we didn't have a backup for bodies, but you know, obviously now we do. So it was literally the last 30 minutes of a wedding and it was, um, it wasn't like a typical wedding. It was like the reception was a lot more chill. So we didn't really need two shooters anyway. Long story short, Charlie, um, his shutter, like the actual shutter curtain on his camera, like ripped in half. And I don't know how it happened, but it was like while it was shooting, you know, his camera was shooting and it just ripped in half. So we, you know, looked at the sensor saw visibly that the shutter was ripped in half and thankfully, you know, my camera still worked and I was able to shoot and Charlie just kind of stood there with his camera acting like he was taking photos for a little bit, which is horrible, but you kind of have to do what you have to do. We had plenty of images, but that was a couple of years ago. And since then we have a lot better of a backup system and we're just a little bit more prepared for a situation like that. I feel like everyone kind of has to have their first situation where something malfunctions and there's nothing they can do about it. And it's just, it's character building guys. It, it truly is. So we're going to move on to the next, the next one. Um, what to do if your client asks for a discount or, you know, an inquiry comes in and this person is asking for a, di a discount. So this is a lot more common than I realized. A lot of people come across this situation. I don't come across it much anymore. Um, I've only come across this maybe like once or twice, but I am going to tell you what I would do. So I am obviously we're going to email them back, right? Um, and we're not going to offer a discount because your work is valuable and you don't need to undervalue yourself. So you are going to say, something along the lines of, Hey, I'm really glad that you like my work. And I totally understand that photography can be expensive. So kind of, you know, side with them, let them know that you understand where they're coming from. Tell them that right now you are not offering 
any discounts that your sessions are priced based on your experience, on your style, on your equipment and on your knowledge. Those are four excellent reasons as to why your prices are the way they are. Just say something along the lines of if, if you're interested in still booking a session at my normal price, let me know. You know, I'd love to still work with you. If not, I can refer you to a few other photographers who might fit your price range better. Um, at that point, you're just kind of leaving the ball in their court. You offer to still shoot them, but also are offering to still serve them by referring another photographer who might be a better fit. Honestly, just leaving it at this is probably the best thing you can do is just tell them straight up, I'm not offering a discount, but you can go with these other people or you can still go with me at my normal price. Um, so yeah, I feel like before... Before you even get to this point of someone asking for a discount, this is probably going to be a red flag for me. Um, Anyone that's kind of price shopping is not going to be a person that I'm most likely going to want to work with only because they are just looking for the best price photography and not necessarily the best quality photography. So that's something to think about too is do you even want to work with this person who is asking you for a discount before you haven't really know each other before any anything, basically. So this could be a red flag. The next thing is what to do if your client shows up wearing ugly clothes. You know, to be honest, I covered this in another one of my episodes too. I think it's episode two. You have no control over what your clients wear. We can put in our best efforts and send them an outfit guide and send them tips and send them visual pictures on this is what you should wear. But at the end of the day, they choose their clothes for a reason and it's their style, their choice, and they're hiring you to capture them. So as much as we love perfect style and we want every couple to look like Justin Bieber and Hailey Bieber, we just, we can't always get that. And that's okay. Our job is to shoot and capture our clients as they are and treat them like everybody else. So if your client shows up in ugly clothes, take five seconds, say, oh shoot, that sucks. And then you're going to move on and you're going to start shooting them and you're going to start treating them like every other client. So, you know, and the other thing that might be difficult is like, well, you know, they're not wearing super awesome outfits. Um, you know, I don't feel like this represents my, my brand or my style very well. And you know, that's fine. You're, you're still hired to take photos of them and you should, and you will, but maybe you just don't post those photos, you know, maybe they don't make it to Instagram, but they, you still take them and your client still is probably going to love them. So I kind of like, I always think of it like putting myself in my client's shoes. Um, I don't know. I, if I'm showing up in a certain outfit, it's because I liked the outfit and I thought it looked really good on me. So yeah, I'm just, I, there's no reason that this should be, um, any sort of like cause conflict over this at all. (laughs) And I'm sure you guys know that, but just, I'm just making sure. So the next thing that we're going to cover is what to do 
if you lose all of your images. I think that this is another one of my nightmares is just losing your images. And it's terrifying to think about because you you put a lot of hard work into your sessions. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is don't panic. Like, like I said before, don't freak out. Freaking out is not going to do you any good. You're going to want to come at this with like a level head. So if your card goes corrupt, specifically, like if you plug your SD card into your computer and like it doesn't, it says that there's no images on the card or all of the images on the card are damaged or something like that. That probably means that your card is corrupt. If that's the case, do not start shooting on your card again. Like don't start using that card again. I know it's kind of like common sense, but I just wanted to put that out there. Um, if you overwrite in like all of those images, you can't get them back. So, um, if you go and like shoot a session, come home, all the images are gone. You're like, Oh, that sucks. Then you format the card or yeah, I guess you would format the card and then go out and shoot again and then come back and try to get those images from the first session back. Like that's not how it works. You can't do that. So don't overwrite the images. The first thing that I would probably try is just a recovery service. There's a lot of really good SD card recovery services out there. And chances are pretty high that you can get most of those images back, especially if you haven't started shooting on the card again. So when I say cardigan, it sounds like cardigan, which <laughs> just makes me laugh. It makes you think of like Miley Cyrus, like I hopped up the plane at LAX in the dream of a cardigan. I'm never singing on this podcast again. That's the only time you will ever hear that. All right, back, back to the, back to the photography stuff. So you're probably going to get most of your images back if you send it to a gallery delivery service. Oh my gosh. What am I even saying to a recovery service? I say gallery delivery service so often that it just feels natural to say it right now. A recovery service is going to be your best option. Um, I've, I've used these before it's worked. Um, specifically there was a time where I had images and it was like this super important project that was like, I wouldn't be able to reschedule it. And I accidentally formatted the card and it was because I was like, just default any card that I got, like right when I would put it in, I would format it. And I didn't realize that that was the card with the images on it. So I formatted a card with really important photos. And then when I tried to access those images later, they just weren't there, which was mortifying. And I was so sad about it. I ended up finding this service on, I don't even know what it was called, but it got all of the images back for me. And I think it was like, it wasn't super expensive either. So, um, yeah, that's something that I would definitely recommend if you all of a sudden lose all of your images. If you cannot get the images back, you are going to have to reach out to your clients and be transparent about what happened. Tell them that you lost all the images. You know, it was this horrible technical issue and offer them a reissue, but also like offer them a refund if they don't want a reissue, you know, one of those things. What to do 
if your client takes you to court. Guys, this is a serious thing. Like this is probably the most serious I'm about to get right now. But this, you know, this can happen. What do you do if your um, client decides that they don't agree with something or whatever, like forever, whatever reason they're taking you to court? This is pretty simple and straightforward. You're going to want to get a lawyer. Um, Your lawyer can advise you what to do. They can write your email responses for you and they'll help you settle outside of court. You you really don't want to go to court. It's going to cost like a lot of money to go to court. So if you're able to settle outside of court, that's, you know, probably what your lawyer is going to recommend, but whatever your lawyer says, listen to them. They're a lawyer. They know what's going on. Um, and just know that it's going to be okay. Um, I think when it comes to lawyers and court and stuff, it's just very overwhelming. And like, especially me, I watch a lot of like TV So when I think of court, I think of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to jail. Like this is, or I'm like getting sued or my life is over. And a lot of times that's not the case. A lot of times you're just going to go to small claims court, which is small claims as it exactly as it sounds like. So it'll be okay. Um, You got this. And like I said, find a lawyer. That's, that is going to be your absolute best bet. So next up, what should you do when your client doesn't like your edits or asks for re-edits? This is also extremely common, which I've really never dealt with this. I've dealt with this one time, but it was like my very, very, like one of my first few weddings. Um, So what should you do? The first thing, have good customer service. Remember, they're still your client. They still are getting an experience with you and you should have good customer service. You need to hear them out and truthfully see if you're able to do what they're asking. If they, you know, just have like one or two images that they're like, Oh, like the skin looks a little orange in this, or, you know, I have this like pimple and I would really love if you could edit it out. Honestly, I would just be like, Oh sure. No problem. Send them over like a few re edits and call it a day. Um, If you truthfully, if they're coming to you and you truthfully are like, this is very consistent with how I would edit all of my other sessions, show them examples of how your work matches from the session you gave them to the previous work that you have. So kind of just be straightforward and be like, here are some sessions that I've done in the past. And as you can see, your edits look super consistent with it. Um, Here's honestly just like a few things that you can do. The first is offer to re-edit X amount of images. I find that this is a pretty good solution. It's like meeting in the middle, like, yes, I'll re-edit some of them, but I won't re-edit all of them. Let me know what ones you want and I'll give them to you. Another option, re-edit the entire thing um, how they want it. I mean, that is another option that you can do. If you do this, make sure you send like a few proofs first. So maybe send them like 10 of the images and ask like, do you like how this edit looks? So they can like, cause you don't want to have to re-edit the whole thing again after you send it to them and re-edit it. So um, yeah, make sure you're sending proofs before you do that. You can also just straight up offer to re-edit the entire session and then send the gallery to 
an editing service. So it's just like, you don't have to put the time into it. You just send it to a service and they'll re-edit it for you. If they're questioning your edits before booking with you, this could be a red flag. Like I was saying before with the discounted sessions, if someone is coming to you and saying things about your edits and um, really giving you a hard time for it, this could be a red flag that maybe you're not going to want to work with them because they could come to you afterwards and ask for re-edits. It's going to be important to have something like this in your contract too, that kind of outlines what to do in this scenario, what you'll do, like if you have a retouch rate, things like that. Like, like I said, I, I am not a lawyer and lawyers are important. So if you would like to add something like that to your contract, make sure you're talking to a lawyer to figure out the best wording for that stuff. What should you do if you are sick and you can't shoot? Um, dude, this is a bummer. You need to tell your client. <laughs> That's the first thing. If you're sick and you're planning on not being there, tell your client. Don't freak them out. I would probably recommend offering a solution and having a solution ready when you tell them. I, If this were me, I would offer an associate. So I would find someone who's able to sub in for me on, on the day of their shoot. And um, yeah, they shoot for me and I edit it and maybe even offer them some sort of discount or partial refund just for the inconvenience. Um, you know, some people might want that. Some people don't, but like I said, it's, it's important to remember customer service and remember that it's about your client's experience with you. So if you're able to do things that are going to help them have a better experience with you, then, you know, you should definitely do that. Um, I, I definitely would find an associate for an event or a shoot or a session or a wedding that cannot be moved. Um, for whatever reason, if your clients are in town for a certain day only, or if they're, you know, it's a wedding where they're having a bunch of people come, you cannot move that event based on you being sick. So I would find an associate for that. If it's like just maybe an engagement session or something a little bit more flexible, you can ask them if rescheduling is okay. This is something that I had to do in March because I was sick and I just reached out to my clients and said, Hey, I'm going to be honest. I'm really sick and I don't think I can make it tonight. Are you okay if we reschedule? And they were very understanding and just appreciative that I, you know, didn't spread my sickness to them. So yeah, that's probably what I would do in a scenario like that. So the next thing is what should you do if you miss an important moment of a wedding day? This is very specific, but, um, I don't know, as I was thinking of the different things that can happen in photography, this one just like really stuck out to me. Um, the first thing that I'm going to say about this one too is do not panic. Um, if you miss something from a wedding day, there's nothing that you can do at this point. Like you already missed it. You cannot go back and rewind time and capture it. So don't let it affect your attitude. Remember that you are going to set the mood for most of the wedding day. Like you are with the couple for a very large majority of the day. You're almost their closest contact besides each other. So don't let that affect your attitude. Keep moving forward with confidence and with energy and joy. If you 
do come across a situation and you have a second shooter, I would go to your second shooter and see if they got anything of that moment. Um, you know how there's like a few specific parts of a wedding day that like can't really be redone specifically in like a ceremony or like in a reception. I don't know. There's just some things that like, if you miss it, you miss it. So see if your second shooter got anything. If your second shooter, you know, didn't start to think of solutions to this. Can you restage that moment later? Is if it's cake cutting, if you missed it, could you ask your couple to go back and recut the cake? You know, maybe you just want more photos of it or whatever. You can tell them like, I'd love more photo, more photos of you guys cutting the cake. Um, like I said earlier, there's not much you can do at this point. So go above and beyond the other areas of the wedding day to kind of compensate for you missing one of the moments of the wedding day. So go above and beyond and get lots of extra pictures of other times. And um, yeah, that's really all that you can do if you miss an important moment of a wedding day. And transparency is honestly always the best solution. So you might need to be transparent with your clients and tell them kind of what happened if they ask about it. But, you know, hopefully your second shooter got something. Yeah, <laughs> it's it sucks, but that that is what I would do. Um, so what do you do if you forget an SD card? First thing, go to Walgreens as soon as possible. I'm pretty sure Walgreens sells SD cards. So like hit that boy up. Then you'll want to phone a friend too. If you can't find a Walgreens, call your photographer friends and say, I need an SD card right now. Can you please, 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 please help me. If you can't phone a friend, literally you, you just have to go and find an SD card. You cannot do anything without a card. And it's that simple. Um, so be honest and transparent with, with your clients, tell them kind of what's going on. Um, you always need to double check your bag before you leave. That's a very important step to packing your bag is checking your bag before you leave. That's probably why you're going to leave an SD card at home. If you don't double check your bag, always, always, always bring backup SD cards just in case something happens to your cards. But this is like specifically talking about forgetting an SD card. Next, what do you do if your battery dies? This is similar to the SD card thing. You, you can't do anything without a battery, right? You can't take any photos without a battery. It's very simple. So I always have a backup charger in my camera bag just in case um, I am able to plug my charger into like a normal iPhone cube thing. So it's pretty easy to find a place for me to charge a battery if I need to. You can work with the photos that you have. If this happens at the end of a session and your battery dies, just kind of like work with what you have and end the session early. I also said this for the last one, but you can phone a friend. If you you have a friend nearby or someone who can bring you a battery, do that. You can go to a camera store or a Best Buy and find a camera battery. I feel like Best Buy would probably have a camera battery and that's not a horrible idea. And the other thing that you can do is reschedule. If it is a session that's more flexible, you can reschedule that session and next time come with the charged battery. What should you do if your client shows up late? So this has happened to me in the past. The first thing that I do is I just text them to see where they are. 
Um, and just a precursor, it's important to always have your clients phone numbers or at least give them your phone number because email, like some people don't even have notifications on for email. So text them or call them and see what's going on. I will wait 15 minutes. Um, honestly, I usually wait like 30 minutes. Um, you want to make sure that you have something in your contract that talks about what you're going to do if your client is late. Um, I have something like this in my contract too. Like I said, go to a lawyer and kind of figure out the wording that you'll need for this. It's, it's just important to have yourself covered for something like this, because if you're sitting there and your client doesn't show up, maybe your contract says after 15 minutes, you take a picture and prove that they're not there and you can leave. Um, so that's something that you just want to make sure is in your contract. Cause if your clients come back to you later and they're like, well, you didn't take pictures of us and you weren't there when we showed up, you, you know, your back is covered and you're able to kind of justify why you did what you did. Um, so I will usually wait 30 minutes before leaving. I'm a little bit more gracious when it comes to this. I mean, usually if I have a shoot at night, I don't have anything pressing afterwards. So it's like, you know, I'm just kind of chilling. Um, if you do have to leave, and you cannot wait for them any longer, email them or text them and tell them that you left, let them know why. Um, you know, obviously be understanding. There are some things that are out of your control, family emergencies, um, traffic, things like that. Those are just, you know, it's just important to be understanding. And like I've, I've been saying it's client experience, it's customer service. You want to make sure that your clients are having a good experience with you. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you have a spine and you're not letting people walk all over you as well. Um, if it were me, I would allow my client to reschedule to another time. So like another day, but I would only give them the remaining time from when I left. So if their session was supposed to be an hour and a half long and I waited 30 minutes for them to show up and then I left, I would only give them an hour session just because 30 minutes of their session time was already used by me waiting for them. And I feel like that's pretty understandable and makes sense. I think it's a good middle ground for a scenario like this. Um, so the last thing, what should you do if you trip and fall in front of your clients? Um, this actually has never happened to me, but this is just kind of a joke. You, you fall over, you know, let's say it's super embarrassing. You can be embarrassed, make a joke from it and move on. You know, it's life. You're not perfect. So there you have it. Now you have all of these scenarios and you have all of these solutions for what to do if any of this happens to you. I hope and pray that this does not happen to you, but it's unpredictable. Sometimes a crisis or a horrible situation happens to the best of us in photography. So you just have to learn from it and do your best with the resources you have. If you want more content from me or want to stay updated on my life, give me a follow on Instagram at Cassidy Lynn. I also do stuff on TikTok too at Cassidy Lynn Photo. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you at the next episode. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity The wisdom rushing in So much clearer
a little bit better I'm climbing to the top Never gonna 